This is the audio version of the Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego podcast. The YouTube show broadcasting live every Sunday in which Len Sultana hosts a show celebrating the events and culture that make up the fandoms we love. This is Season 6, Episode 7, broadcast on Sunday the 30th of September. And on this week's show, we demonstrate our commitment to bringing you the very best guests from the world of Comic-Cons. Ahead of next weekend's epic New York Comic-Con, we talk to event director Mike Armstrong and marketing manager Fallon Prinzavelli, putting forward questions from our live audience about what will make up this incredible show. From off-site activations, to panel announcements, to lottery systems, to the nuts and bolts of the show that keep the whole thing running. We cover as much as we possibly can in this exclusive interview. If you do enjoy this hangout and you want to hear more, you can support us by liking, subscribing and sharing our YouTube and SoundCloud pages, as well as visiting our Patreon. Please head to patreon.com slash EnglishmanSTCC to find out more. Welcome to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Len Sultana, and each and every week we talk Comic-Cons, con culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that goes off around it. Uh, we often get ourselves some fantastic guests, and we've got two very special guests who are joining us to talk about New York Comic-Con, and we'll dive into that very shortly indeed. Uh, but first things first, just to remind you, of course, if there's anything you want to talk about on the show, jump in on the Q&A or jump on Twitter using the hashtag CupOT. A-E-I-S-D. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a, a change from what we usually use, but uh, it gives us a, a way of getting all of our questions in on today's show. And, of course, um, if there's uh, any way that you want to uh, support us, please head to patreon.com slash EnglishmanSDCC. Joined today by a, f a face is good to see, a familiar face, uh, which is uh, great to have back. We have Alyssa Franks joining us from the Friends of Comic-Con Forum. Hello, Alyssa, how are you? Incredibly busy. Uh, as I said earlier, my mind is full of server admin and uh, networking minutiae. I am flat out, but really enjoying taking a break and thinking about New York Comic-Con, which I unfortunately oh, am not going to be able to go to. I am so jealous of everybody who's able to go. So um, this is what happens when you fly or now set up stakes on the other side of the country, of course. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully you guys won't have to sweep water, uh, water puddles this year. I'm hoping the weather is good for the weekend. Um, that's, you know, that's my big thing. I, I, I have to say it's it's like in the mid 70s and really sunny here. <laughs> so not to rub it in or anything. Hey, well, so you know what? I, I know we said that, but uh, considering that we've got somebody who is joining us al fresco today, I don't think it's actually that bad where uh, Mike is either. First things first, we've got Mike Armstrong uh, from Repop and from New York Comic Con joining us. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Ah, not too bad at all. It's good to have you joining us. Uh, we have got plenty of questions for you, but we'll try our best not to overload you today. Uh, but um, it's, it's great to have you uh, joining us. Um, yeah, how's things been with you since the last time we spoke? Because uh, um, Repop and uh, all the uh, the shows that have been going on with uh, with the company have been going on on the up and up. Obviously, with uh, uh, Comic Con Africa, uh, that yeah. was a massive success, and uh, yeah. all the other shows that have been going on. What's been happening with you? 
Uh, you know, uh, well, I guess the last time we saw each other was in uh, MCM in October, so it has been a while. Um, things have been good. You know, we had a good run of spring shows. Emerald City and C2E2 are both great. Uh, we've uh, we, we've overloaded ourselves a bit recently with the launch of Keystone Comic Con three weeks ago and having New York Comic Con coming up this week, plus launching an Anime Fest event with uh, Anime Expo. So we have not done ourselves any favors in terms of work-life balance, but uh, we are, I hope Fallon is also uh, enjoy, enjoying the last weekend of uh, sanity before uh, we get to New York. But I think I've always said that the, the three or four months before New York Comic Con are just insane and uh, and very grueling, but there there comes a time uh, leading up to the show where it's just like, all right, everything's done, it is what it is, and now we're going to get to go on site and see everybody, and that's what's exciting for us. I did quite like the uh, the comment that um, Fallon made before we just came on air that uh, she's this is her chance to get home, get herself sorted, and get packed. <laughs> it's great that um, she leaves it as last minute as the rest of us do. Yay! Uh, so it's good to have that happen. Let's introduce um, somebody who uh, hasn't been on the Hangout before, so it's a pleasure to uh, to meet Fallon Prinzivelli. How are you, Fallon? Hi, I'm good. Like you said, just enjoying the day and trying to get packed before I leave. I actually um, work on our show's Book Expo and BookCon as well, so I'll be going to Frankfurt, Germany on a red eye right after New York Comic Con. So it's going to be a crazy two weeks coming up. How on earth do you guys do it? It's just insane. Uh, but it's great. It's it's fantastic that you put the effort in and make all these events as enjoyable as they are for us. And we really do appreciate it. So thank you very much indeed. Thank for you. Trying. I appreciate you guys. Hey, yeah. listen. Uh, it goes both ways, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to get into New York Comic Con straight away. Let's get into this. And also a couple of the questions that have already come in uh, from one or two people. Um, certainly when it comes to... Uh, I mean, I'll do uh, the first section where we've got on our little script here um, and we've worked through, uh, certainly when it comes to the interaction with the show. And I think the first one is badge collection and uh, how people have uh, been getting their badges. Obviously, they've uh, the majority have been mailed out. One or two people have not been receiving their badges. We have had a question about those people that haven't got their badges yet. We are three days away. Um, can we quickly talk about um, the best process for those people on getting on site in New York, please. I'll take, take that. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, we <laughs> we make uh, over, I think, like 150,000 badge shipments uh, from when badges go on sale to when we get to the show. So uh, we work with a, a, a warehouse and a mailing, uh, mailing center that, uh, you know, is great, but uh, we overload them more than a little bit. So uh, things were going out as of Friday uh, via priority mail. So hopefully everyone's going to have their stuff by Tuesday of this coming week. If not, uh, then we encourage people to just go to registration when they get there to the uh, will call lines, which uh, will be very busy on Thursday, but will not be as busy on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because those tickets sold out before the mailing deadline. Um, so I would encourage everybody to, if they haven't gotten anything, first email or call customer service uh, just to let them know that the uh, situation so they can mark the file uh, and then get to the show on uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday and pick them up at Will Call. Thanks. Will Call is also open on Tuesday and Wednesday so if you have a Thursday badge that you want to pick up, we recommend coming on Tuesday and Wednesday. I had an opportunity to um, have to call customer service and a plan on it taking some time to get through. Uh, just This was about, I don't know, three or four days ago so it, it will be some time. 
Uh, yeah, to, a lot to of calls. That. Um, and uh, again, Tuesday and Wednesday, as Fallon said, that's, you know, I think that's that's the key for the will call windows, because I know last year, the lines outside were were kind of it, it were, were it was a big crowd. So uh, do you have plans to say the least? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to be always, general here. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Thursday is always intense because the people who bought Thursday tickets generally bought them after the mailing deadline, so they're all pickups. Um, so yeah, we've we've got a plan in place. It's a little bit more efficient than last year, but yeah, it's going to take some time. So that's why we encourage people to come Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, but so it's uh, like you say though, there is the possibility that they will still be mailed. So if you are still waiting on your badge and you haven't received it yet. There is a, still a couple of days um, for those uh, mail outs to, to go. So do keep your eye on your, your post box. One, one thing I was told, sorry, is that um, if you had selected standard shipping, um, they would not have been mailed. Um, this only, I think, Mike, and I just to clarify, I think it only applies to the expedited shippings that would have gone well, out on so Friday. If, uh, yeah, the only thing, if you selected standard shipping, the only way you would have been able to do that is if it was before the ticket mailing deadline. So those badges would have gone out already. Um, if yeah. you bought your tickets after the last two mailing deadlines, the only option was priority shipping. So uh, as I said, those were going out as late as Thursday and Friday of last week with a one or two day turnaround on the ship. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we've got everybody's got their the majority of people have their badges in hand uh, come Tuesday or Wednesday. Excellent stuff. And the um, the on-site um, collection pickup, uh, whereabouts are that located for those who that's don't the, service? That's uh, in the Crystal Palace. So you're going for the blue entrances. That's where Will Call is, uh, Exhibitor Ridge, uh, Pro Pickup, all sorts of stuff. So go to the blue entrances at the Crystal Palace. Excellent stuff. Right. Uh, also, um, if you've been on the, uh, the fan groups for uh, New York Comic Con, you'll know that there's been plenty of badge swapping and uh, people doing their best to get the best days that they want. Um, that's mostly, I think, down to a lot of the, the panels that have been announced a little bit late in the day. Um, and some people have been uh, certainly um, questioning or concerned about uh, the, the lateness of a number of the, the high-profile panels. I'm guessing this is something that you haven't really been able to avoid, certainly like the, Do the Doctor Who one. Lateness in terms of the day or lateness in yeah. terms of announcement? Lateness in terms of the announcement. Yeah, I mean, we, I've been. You, you, you I've been, go with what you've got. But. Yeah, I've been. I've been pushing for that to be announced for a few weeks, and Fallon's roommate James will attest that he gets a, an IM or a text from me every day saying, <laughs> "Hey, when's BBC announcing?" Um, but it's just a matter of dealing with the different studios and uh, them fitting the announcements of New York Comic Con panels into their overall PR schedule. Um, so there was a big announcement around Doctor Who, and they wanted to have that before they announced a New York Comic Con panel. So it's an inevitable thing when you're dealing with studios. Studios. I know uh, I would imagine San Diego deals with it all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, we, as soon as we have things confirmed, we, we announce them. Um, it's just a matter of getting them confirmed. So there you go, everybody. If you were griping on the uh, fan forums, um, you can stop laying the blame at Repop and at New York Comic Con. Blame the doctor. Uh, it's all her fault. <laughs> blame, blame, blame her. Uh, so yeah, I can appreciate that. Uh, it's all about just putting the, the ducks in, in a row. And certainly um, when it comes to this year's show, there's plenty to have been organized. So let's talk about uh, the, the big changes 
for New York Comic Con. I know Alyssa's got a number of questions. Uh, do you want to dive into yours first, um, Alyssa? Or oh, uh, sure. I think yeah. a good place to start is um, James McNutty uh, did uh, a really good job with the panels last year. Um, I just had a really good selection of panels. Um, is he doing? Is he overseeing the New York Comic Con this year? I think that's his last name. Oh, McNerney? James? Okay. Yep. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, is James doing the panels? Um, overseeing the panels this year? Panel selections. Yes, there's a full content team. So James works um, with Katie, who's also on our team, Katie Rourke. Um, and then Brian McDonald works on studio content with Matt Wazowski. So it's a full team, but James is the content manager on the show. So you've got this, basically, you've got the same team from last year, because you guys did a great job mm -hmm. um, in 2017 with the selection of panels, a lot of diversity panels. And, and I just kind of wanted to see if that was going to be going forward. <laughs> with you yes. know with with that same team great absolutely and thank you i'll let him know <laughs> wonderful um is there going to be any changes to the off-site uh the hammerstein um uh entrances and exits and um what you can bring in and what you can't bring in just to kind of go over the changes to the msg and the hammerstein Do either of you guys want to take that and, and kind of give us an idea of what we can expect as fans well in terms of the issues that came out of the talkback panel last year we're still working with both venues actually to get what we want it's taking a little bit of time in terms of entrance and exit just security wise yeah it's all the same uh we uh, made a big investment in security overall last year uh and we're continuing to make that big investment this year um so the kind of in and out will be the same what you can or can't bring in is still kind of being negotiated right now <laughs> good luck with that um so food yeah. at msg are we still going to expect hot dogs and candy <laughs> Uh, yeah, essentially, yeah, they, uh, you know, it's not, you know, the interesting thing about dealing with both the Hammerstein and MSG is that this is not a traditional event for them. They're used to putting concerts on or, uh, you know, stage production. So, um, you know, our audience, um, doesn't drink, uh, you know, the way that a building needs people to drink in order for a building like them to make money. Uh, so uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting economic situation for them. So um, they, uh, you know, they do what they can in order to keep it financially viable for them. But we work with them to, uh, to, to lean up or ease up on our, our attendees as much as possible. Yeah, I think I think the thing that surprised me most was the sharpies at the ha uh, the lack of sharpies and um, umbrellas at, at the Hammerstein. Uh, that those you know the Hammerstein with dealing. Uh, yeah, I sympathize with their position. It's an old venue that they want to preserve. However, our crowd is different than most of the crowds they get. Um, have they been receptive to changes? Uh, no comment. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot there, Mike. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's an old building. Uh, you know, it's a different audience, but uh, there are still some hooligans at uh, New York Comic Con. So, um, you know, we will continue to, to get away with what we can. 
<laughs> it's actually a question that was going to come up uh, a little bit later, but it, it fits in nicely with this um, the topic. Uh, someone was asking about um, the possibility of an attempt to standardize uh, the security rules between the two different sites. I'm guessing that's just simply not possible. What with the two administrations not communicating uh, as such between each other, it's it's something too difficult. Uh, staying hydrated at Comic Con is important. So going to Hammerstein or Madison Square Garden for the first time and being told that you can't enter with a water bottle is a little unusual. Uh, was the comment that came in? Um, I'm guessing it's just something that it's one of these things that you have to kind of. The, the hurdles that you have to put in to jump through to with dealing with these uh, venues. Yeah, they they're their own venues with their own rules and um, you know their own way of doing things, and both of them are are very different to work with. Uh, you know, and it's uh, yeah, we like I said, we continue to get away with what we can, but uh, there's some things that we simply just can't can't push up back on too hardly, too hard, too harder, too hardly. I don't know. <laughs> Drink. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got ourselves uh, Super Katchik, uh, who's stating on the or saying on the Q and A. Um, uh, just want to bring able to bring in a water bottle. I'll still buy beer. I promise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you uh, will. <laughs> <laughs> Super um, uh, Damien Shaw. Thanks for negotiating at least. Um, uh, this information also doesn't seem to appear anywhere in the frequently asked questions, even though other specific rules about cosplay at MSG are detailed. So maybe that's something uh, that could be uh, addressed. We or can add that in. Yeah, we uh, have them on the individual venue pages, but that's a good point about the overall Q&A for the show. So we'll make sure that gets added to, uh, tomorrow. Excellent stuff. And Supercatchik is saying, as a smoker, having to throw my lighter away last year kind of stunk too. But that's something that, that I, I guarantee is a no. That's the, there's no discussion there. I think it's it, that's down to venue, and you, you can't skirt around that particular one. Yeah, that's most venues these days. Yeah, excellent stuff. Okay, any other questions, Alyssa? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I got a list of them. Off you go. So, a lot of people were talking about. Um, three-day versus four-day tickets. Um, and the obvious reason was because of the restrictions in amount of people that could get into the Javits Center due to the construction. How is the construction um, coming along? Is, um, are, is, the, are, is the new Artist Alley, um, the old, I should say, is the old Artist Alley uh, area going to be available for 2019? No, um, no, 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 no. It's not ready for another three years if my timing is right. But I think we've been told that New York Comic Con 2021 or 2022, that building will be uh, redone and it'll be, I think, six floors. I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in Javits's mouth, but I think it's six floors of ballrooms, meeting room space, uh, another space for an exhibit floor. So when we do get there, it's certainly very exciting, but it's not it's not anytime soon. So they're talking of a, of a significant increase in square footage once it's all done. Yep. Room yep to, very much so. Enough, enough room to uh, house New York Comic Con if it stays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> it's called New York Comic Con for a reason. I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and we'll continue our strategy of, of growing outside the building. Um, there's a few new developments coming to Hudson Yards in 2019 that I'm excited for. Um, and we'll continue to maintain Hammerstein and MSG and the loft spaces that we've taken over the past couple of years. But, um, you know, it'll just give us more of an opportunity to, to grow and get uh, more people access to the tickets that they want. Have, uh, so kind of a follow-up to the building question. So how is the AC in the new autograph area going to hold up? <laughs> oh so, much, so much better. So autographing is, is going to where Artist Alley was last year. Uh, so that's Hall 1E. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're not dealing with 85 degrees in October like we were dealing with last year because that, coupled with the amount of people in the building, killed the AC in 1E. Uh, Artist Alley is moving over to 1B, which is going to be a much better uh, airier larger space that uh yes theoretically the uh ac will hold up just fine down there it's the same as the q hall and you know that we fit i don't know 12 to fifteen thousand people in the q hall every morning so um you know the ac holds up then just fine so hopefully the same thing that that sounds wonderful i was just wondering if the amount of um people that are in that go into the uh, autograph area is comparable to the amount of people that were in artist alley last year. So, you know, if those, if that relationship, if we can make the relationship that um, if they beef up the AC in the new artist, in the new um, autograph area, that they, it, it should hold up to the amount of people uh, who are going for autographs. Yeah, I would suspect that at any given moment, there are more people in Artist Alley than in autographing. I mean, consider the 425 artists, you know, most of them have a handler. So you're close to a thousand people there already. Um, Plus not, you know, not counting the people who are walking the aisles. So I would think that if you did a, you know, a turnstile, there'd be more people in in Artist Alley than autographing. So with that being said, hopefully autographing, uh, you know, hopefully the uh, AC doesn't malfunction like it did last year, but we should be fine. (laughs) I mean, because it was, I mean, it was normally it holds up. It was the amount of people plus the temperature outside, plus just a part breaking on the AC that led to it. So hopefully that part just doesn't break. The love of God, yeah, Mike, Mike, just jinxing it, for God's sake. <laughs> what are you doing, man? You're saying it out loud, what you're thinking. No, oh. yes. <laughs> Look, if that's the worst thing that happens in New York Comic Con this year, I'll think we're doing okay. <laughs> okay. Good attitude, but I like yeah. your attitude. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to go into it with, with that kind of thing. <laughs> so speaking of autographs, how are the lotteries going? Fallon, you're a little bit closer to this than I am. <laughs> I know. Uh, so actually, this is another things that thing that James McNerney worked really hard on this year, um, and it went great. It, a lot of the issues that we had last year, uh, we didn't have at all, and all the winners went out, so people were notified. Um, I was looking actually on the NYCC Reddit yesterday, and I saw a couple of people that commented that they got nothing last year and were able to get some stuff this year, so that's what we always like to see. I, I'm I'm glad I haven't been really following the issue because I wasn't able to to um, to do it. I was was vicariously. I'm trying to get my son into the to get into the con. So that's mm-hmm. you know his trying to get an 18 year old to do anything is is difficult <laughs> these days, <laughs> even if it's something he wants to do. Uh, Leonard, got any questions from the Q and A? Uh, yeah, we have got one or two people um, who are asking about the lottery uh, system. 
um, because we have uh, it's something that uh, people are still getting used to, especially when it comes to the way that the uh, the, the results are um, allocated. It kind of um, stems off to the, the same similar conversation that happened at San Diego this year that some some people did very very well and some people got nothing, and there would seem to be. Uh, that way of kind of balancing between the two. Uh, we had the question on one of the fan groups. Uh, the friend who won the Joker's lottery. When he signed, uh, when he signed up, he entered me as his guest, and yet I never got an email. Am I out of luck? Besides tapping uh, the day off, uh, wants to know the answer to that question. No. So if they um, assigned the friend, then the friend, I don't believe, got an email, but will still have a spot. So if they won, them and whoever they signed up with will have a spot and a reservation of the lottery. Um, we also have on the lottery's page an email address. So if you just want to confirm just for ease of mind, um, you can shoot them an email and our customer service team will get back to you. Um, but they shouldn't worry. They will have a spot in the lottery. Excellent stuff. Good news for them. Uh, and also the question coming in on the Q&A, uh, this is from Tor Hatlin, uh, about the lotteries uh, for Funko and the signings panels. Uh, how are these allocated? Uh, I know some people got two or three wins, while many got none. Um, just uh, want a little bit of um, transparency or clarification on that, please. Yeah, I mean, it is a lottery, so it's drawn at random. Um, so some people have really good luck, and some people, which is usually me, because I've never won this stuff when I used to attend NYCC as a fan either, um, don't have as good luck. But we do try to get everyone um, included, and sometimes it just it's the luck of the draw. But um, it is the reason why we had everyone kind of rate on a scale of what they wanted to, because we do want to try to get everyone um, into the thing that they want to see the most. Um, but it is random so <laughs> so we do the best but um i think that rating scale helped and hopefully in the future we can continue to improve to try to get at least everyone into one one thing out of the lottery systems that i've seen uh, for, at cons it is the best way to kind of get that allocation to people so uh, i i certainly appreciate it um we've also got a question um regarding uh when people can receive uh, lottery announcements and, and and those allocations seeing as some people have been receiving uh, their emails within the last 24 hours are all the announcements out now or could people still be looking in their inbox uh, and with some anticipation so they did start going out on Friday afternoon, and it does take a few hours to get them out. Um, I believe they started going out around 3.30 or 4 um, is when people will have started to see them. They should all be out by now, um, right. but we do have some people. Um, so it was in the lottery for the people who won. It said, if for whatever reason you won and you don't want to attend this anymore, then please let us know so we can give it to someone else. So I have a feeling that in the last 24 hours, that's the emails that are going out is someone saying, hey, I don't want to go anymore. So us allocating it to another fan um so it's there's potential that that could happen i wouldn't expect it's on a very large scale because most people do want to keep their winnings um if they signed up typically it's because they wanted it but if something does happen then oh there's the bearded dragon oh sorry i got distracted It's, you know, it's tradition. We have to have pets. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Fallon's got um, uh, a pupper somewhere around. We've got yeah, Mike who's got a pupper around somewhere. I've just got two ninja cats. The, th <laughs> the, thing, about, the thing about ninjas, if you can see a ninja, they're a bad ninja. This guy was just having a fit in the tank, so I was worried he was going to make a lot of noise. Um, <laughs> so is there a place to Fallon to get back to the lotteries? Is there a place people can go on in their online account and double check their to see whether or not they've won something just in case 
uh, something got shooted into a spam folder or blocked. I know Hotmail is a, an issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. So if you go into your fan verification hub, that's showclicks.com slash my dash tickets slash login. Um, if I believe if I got that right. Um, they'll be able to see their winnings in there. And again, we do have an email address. So if you are concerned about anything, feel free to shoot us an email. And we'll make sure someone gets back to you. Okay. Thank you guys so much for adding the, I don't want to come button. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's really, that really, because people's plans change. You don't yeah, know absolutely. what the going to be like, and, and, you know, you don't want to do a, a third party um, uh, uh, signing. If you've got a first part, a first uh, a tier panel that you've been accepted in. Um, just to get back to the Artist Alley, how how is uh, that switch going? How is Artist Alley this year? How does that look, Mike? How does, how does that, it look? How do, you, what do you, how do you mean? Like, it looks great, um, like it always does. In terms <laughs> of, um, are, are you excited by it? I know you're a comic book guy, and, and um, it seems like it's a, it's a you've been able to increase the number of tables in there. Um, I know you've got some, uh, you always had some fabulous talent. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the team that works on artist alley is the kind of two of the most hardworking people that we've got on the team right now. They, uh, and it's the same people, uh, Leonard who have been doing a lot of the MCM stuff over there. Like the, the, the talent in there is always great. What I think is exciting is that they, you know, we get for, 300 open tables you know we have an allocation of tables for publishers and an allocation for um comps um so of the 300 open tables we get about 1400 submissions and the 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 people on the team go through every single person's submission to pull out people that they might not have ever heard of before who have interesting work who might be on the up and up so i think that's what makes our artist alley so great yeah there's great names in there that people come to expect but um the amount of work that the team puts into finding kind of the next uh people who are going to be that up and coming that that great talent um i think is what makes our artist alley so great that sounds wonderful (laughs) leonard uh, absolutely. I mean, certainly from what I've seen from the MCM uh, curation process, um, it's off the scale. And But New York Comic Con has always been, for me, the kind of the benchmark when it comes to their art, your artist alley. So it's great to see that it's uh, continuing to grow and expand. Um, are you mentioning about the increase in tables? It, uh, well, uh, Alyssa was alluding to that. Is that is that happening? Is that there's more people being accepted this year or is it around well, the same kind of numbers? There's more space than we had last year with the move over and from 1E to 1B. So there's maybe a couple dozen more, nothing significant. But, uh, you know, we were able to make maybe 20 or 25 people, uh, more people happy than we had been in the past. So that's that's good. Excellent stuff. Um, very quickly, when it comes to just quickly go back to the, the lottery as well. Uh, one or two people making some comments on the Q&A. So thank you, Mitch and D, for that. Um, we got uh, Super Katchik. I think it's fantastic uh, that you let people give something up for someone else uh, if they can't or don't want to attend. Uh, we've also got Omar Hassa saying you should set up a way to trade so that if you get your second choice, there's at least a chance to try and negotiate for your top choice. I think that will just be a whole level of administration. <laughs> We have to hire a whole new read pop person for that role, I think. <laughs> well, you see, this is what I suggested for, um, I think, for New York last year and also for uh, San Diego as well. Organizing an area where it's almost like um, a, uh, like a, a, trade- trade- a trading floor, sort of like yeah. screaming post where people just sort of like just throwing <laughs> passes all over the place. Just 
you know, just throw them into the bear pit and just <laughs> leave them to it and just, uh, yeah. If I think that becomes a security issue. Yeah. Cool. A pin trade, <laughs> like the pin trade area. Hey, we will have a pin trade area this year. Our merch team worked really, really hard on a bunch of really awesome pins, um, and they look really cool. They did one that said, I only date villains that has bats on it, so I'm partial to that one because I love bats and also villains. You can see my Loki wall behind me with art from Artist Alley. Um, but, so we will actually have a pin trading. We have a meetup on Sunday, um, and there's an exclusive pin that only NYCC staff will have. Um, that pin you can only trade for us you know it can only get from us if you have a pin from this year so uh, make sure you get some extra to trade we'll be wearing them always fun to watch i mean star wars <laughs> celebration was my personal favorite when uh, we had so the, staff, the staff walking out with the pins the exclusive pins out there and effectively getting mobbed that was yeah. that was that was entertaining to watch as well that was cool entertaining was for a, you <laughs> i was assaulted by a nine-year-old for one of the death troopers last year it was terrible. <laughs> did they win did they yeah. beat? Did they? Did they fight, if, we can't fight back. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's a nine-year-old. <laughs> Good point. When it comes then to the changes uh, that have uh, occurred for uh, 2019, what's uh, sorry 2018? What's been the most uh, exciting for yourself, Mike, uh, that you've seen, uh, and what you feel are going to be implica- implemented for this year? Well, I think the launch of uh, Anime Fest at New York Comic Con with Anime Expo is probably the biggest thing that we've been working on for some time. You know, we found finally a really good partner uh, and we staffed up internally so that we can get back to, uh, you know, the anime event that we used to run back in 2009, 2010. Um, So I think that's going to be the most uh, transformative for the business in the long run. Um, You know, providing, uh, you know, the, the anime distributors and and publishers are never going to leave New York Comic Con, hopefully, are never going to leave New York Comic Con because it's a way for them to get exposure to a broader audience, which is really important for their business. Uh, But then being able to provide the more niche event over at Pier 94 really helps them uh, market to their diehards and also engage with with current fans. So um, I think of the things that we've done this year that I'm most excited for, I'm really excited to see how that goes. And early returns have been great. We've got a nice show floor. Uh, we've got a lot of different activations on the floor for people to see and do. And then we've got, uh, uh, you know, we've got a good amount of people coming uh, every day. So that's the one that I'm most excited for. Um, you know, Fallon can speak to what she's into, but um, you know, we've we've been working on a whole bunch of things. Some that have worked out, some that haven't. Um, but uh, we're excited for everybody to see what we've been doing. Go for it, Fallon. What's uh, what's been uh, floating your boat of the the changes this year? Well, I'm a huge fan of a lot of the book content that also James works really hard on. Um, so we do have the studio at NYCC this year. Um, some of it is separately ticketed and some of it will, um, your NYCC badge will get you into, um, or you can sign up for a free ticket here. Um, but that's been really exciting to watch come together. We're working with um, Entertainment Weekly as well as MPAA on some of the content there. Um, Taika Waititi is going to be there, who absolutely... Um, puts on some of my favorite movies. So I'm really excited about the content that's going to be over there. That's at Shop Studios, so it's not a far walk from New York Comic Con. Um, and then we also have VRV, which is going to be at the Hudson Annexes. Um, I believe VRV is at Annex 38. And then we also will have, we haven't announced it yet, but we are putting together right now. Um, oh, Mike, do I know something you don't know? I can see you. <laughs> um, so, so it's at Annex 38. 
seven um, is going to be just a Star Wars fan group um, experience, which is going to be our club, not group, sorry. Um, and so a bunch of the 501st clubs are going to be over there putting together this really awesome experience for Star Wars fans. So another really cool thing that if you want to get outside the Javits and take a little bit of a stroll because the weather is supposed to be nice, um, there's going to be some really awesome content over there to check out as well. Just remind us again where that uh, area is going to be. So they're at the Hudson Annexes on 37th and 38th Street. So it's just about um, a walk, a couple blocks over and then avenue up. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I Fallon, know was, what, that a, was that an exclusive announcement happening on the English Man in San Diego? <laughs> I wasn't going to blow it out of proportion, but yes, I'm just about that. Thank you very much. For that. You're um, very welcome. That's, that's cool. Um, I know that um, a lot of people have been talking about the, the studio uh, conversations, the, these exclusive uh, events. Um, how has it been to put those together? And also, how has it been able to allocate which ones are available for badge holders and which ones are going to be ticketed? I mean, how was that arranged and organized? Um, I mean, if we're being honest, um, the stuff that is free for badge holders is just what announced latest. Um, we were starting to get a little sensitive to people's wallets and the, the timing of being able to put on a paid event when you're, there's only you know five or six days notice before the show. So a lot of the stuff that was just announced late last week is, is open for badge holders. Um, uh, the stuff that is um, the literary panels that are happening in the same venue um, – you know, there are, uh, there is a paid tier to those, but you're also getting a copy of whatever book they're pushing right now. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're, you know, there, there is a, a small upcharge just for the space and for the, um, the experience, but, um, you know, you're, you're, you're walking away with an experience, but you're also walking away with a copy of the book that they're pushing. That makes sense. Uh, and it's also great that you're allowing that, um, that, that giving back to the, the attendees because of the way that things have kind of fallen. I think that's a really good way of giving back to the attendees. Speaking of last minute panel announcements, um, I know that you do your best to continue to add more content, even up to these final few days, up to the deadline. Uh, Is there anything still in the planning stage which people will need to keep an eye on, like major events, or are all the major pieces of the convention in, in some kind of place now? I think the major stuff is done. There's a couple. I was on the programming schedule last night, and there's a couple that are still marked in red, which means they haven't been announced. But nothing, um, you know, nothing at MSG, nothing at uh, Hammerstein. So none of the big TV or film stuff. Um, I think that um, you're going to start to see some activations being announced in the next couple of days. So studio partners or other sponsors will start to release their plans for the show. And if everything that people are talking about actually comes through, there's going to be some really cool experiences for ticket holders and non-ticket holders in and around the city um, and in and around the Javits Center and the Hudson Yards area. So uh, I'm hopeful that these things continue to lock in, but uh, you'd be amazed at how much of the stuff happens at the last minute and is still being negotiated. It's, uh, uh, it's kind of always... <laughs> white knuckles uh this last I'm weekend not surprised we tried to... at all. <laughs> right. so I, I will i will just say if mr robot does an off-site this year well i guess they're they're not going to but you know <laughs> that's that was the highlight of last year of the off-sites for me i know for some people it was another Westworld show but you know there you go um well, I do fun have... fact about that they were nominated for an emmy for it <laughs> that's Which and they cool. should be <laughs> that was it was an amazing offsite. Um, I do have one other kind of um, touchy question. 
about changes this year. Uh, have there been any changes to gender bathroom issues? I just had to bring this up since it was such a, an issue and, and talked about quite a bit last year, just the, um, the disparity between the, the amount of people waiting for the women's room versus waiting for the men's room. I wondered if you flipped in, uh, more bathrooms over this year. I know this is, you know, nuts and bolts uh, compared to panels, but um, it, it goes to the experience that that uh, the women have during yeah. during the convention. Yeah. So last year, if you remember, so inside the Javits Center, um, there's not a whole lot that we can do. Um, we have uh, our gender neutral restrooms. Um, we have the you know an equal amount of men's and women's rooms, and it's it's very hard for us to work with the building to get to to flip those. One thing that we do have that's different than last year was last year. I don't know if you remember, but on the inner roadway, so the outside portion, once you've gone through security, there was a big fancy like bathroom, like just a uh, like a bathroom trailer that would come in and um, it looked good and it was, it was uh, nice, but it only could fit like six people at any given moment. So I think we're upwards of 25 to 30 porta potties um, on, in that inner roadway space now. So not the classiest means of relieving yourself, but uh, hopefully it will be uh, effective. So uh, we, we heard people and we've just, we've added what we can outside. Um, but inside it's, it's difficult for us to make any changes, especially given our desire to have as many gender neutral restrooms as possible. And how many, speaking of outside, how many food trucks are there? Um, echoing a question that we're getting. <laughs> yeah, I think there's five or six outside. And then I think there's two or three that are going to be up at Anime Fest. Um, so this, it, at least what we had last year, probably plus two more, uh, if everything goes the way I thought, think it's going to go. Because, you know, there's some on the food guide. What was that, Fallon? <laughs> I said there's some listed on the food guide so you could see what's going to be there. It'll say whether it's inside or outside of the Javits. I kept the food guide as like inside the Javits or for the food trucks. So you can see them on there too. <laughs> Sounds good. Because <laughs> food and bathrooms, you know, they're kind of. <laughs> Tell you what, Fallon, I'll put that to you then. This is a question that came in on a couple of the uh, the, the fan pages and also on our Q&A as well. Uh, regarding the app and how that is updated. Um, because one or two people have been finding one or two items that have taken their time to be added to the app uh, this time round. What's the um, the kind of the timetable if any changes do get implemented uh, to be added to the app? Yeah. So as soon as they're updated on the website, um, they will sync to the app. But there's sometimes sometimes it's immediate and sometimes it takes a little bit to crawl because we have a back a back system. It's called Nova. Not that it means anything to anyone, but um, you enter stuff in there and it's <laughs> Mike's making a noise because it's really not the best. Um, no, that's just this is riveting podcasting right now. We're talking about Nova. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so that sometimes takes a while to crawl to the website and then crawl to the app. So we do try to get everything updated as quickly as possible. And we do have some audits happening this weekend um, and on Monday to make sure it's the most updated information in the app. Um, but on site, we usually try to get things updated immediately because we know it's such a quick turnaround time for people to find out about them. Fair enough. Um, I mean, we will talk about Nova for the next 15 minutes, if that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of updates, um, you guys handle the SDC, uh, the um, NYCC lines, right? That mm -hmm. Twitter handle. Mm -hmm. 
I saw that it's uh, being reactivated for this year. Are you handling this personally, Fallon? Um, so I handled updating that and I tweeted out our first tweet um, But for this year. Uh, but we will have someone on site who's really awesome from our marketing team who will be inside. Unfortunately, they have to sit in a room all day. Um, <laughs> but they'll be inside working with our team via text messaging and kind of the communication that we use uh, to make sure we're providing the most up-to-date information online around the building. And on, that, on our website venues as well. That was so such what, a massive resource last year. That was uh, so useful. And it, so what is that What is that hashtag again? Or what is the, the Twitter? So it's at NYCC lines. Um, they'll use that hashtag. They'll also use the NYCC hashtag because most people use that one. It must, must follow. Everybody must follow. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Like, I, I never get a sense for whether or not people care about that because uh, what well, there's... 6,300 followers. So it's good to hear that people are using it. And then a lot of that information that we push out through NYCC Lions is also used as a push notification through the app. So uh, we just want people to be informed and not, um, not, not want to take a, you know, 12 or 15 minute walk to MSG because they think or they assume that the Hellboy two panel is capped, you know? Exactly. I mean, that, that was the biggest feedback that I was getting um, on my small Twitter feed last year was was just the updates on the lines and, and the uh, the main hall, uh, uh, Q hall, uh, whether or not it was worth going down to the Q hall to, to get into a panel for later on that day. So that even even if the uh, NYCC lines goes in there and takes a snapshot of that huge board you guys have got that um that was a huge resource i know for a bunch of people too i i know that and that gets the guy that twitter guy <laughs> out of the room for a few minutes <laughs> it gives him a, <laughs> an opportunity to take a walk absolutely right we've got a couple of um, loose questions at the uh, that have been coming in like i say through the various um posts out to uh uh, for responses and questions. Uh, we have got um, Super Cat Chick who's asking, I haven't heard anything from Alpha uh, Geek and Sundry uh, having a presence this year. Um, are they attending in 2018? And if so, uh, where will people be able to find them? Uh, I don't think Geek and Sundry is going to be there. Crit Role is there uh, via Nerdist, but I don't think there's anything specific for Geek and Sundry unless they have a panel that I'm not aware of. Fair enough. Um, we've also got a question from Lauren Deop, uh asking, is there a reason why those with press, pro, and industry badges can only qualify uh, the lottery for just panels and not exclusives and autographs? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a question that we grapple with a lot. Um, you know, first of all, just technologically, they're on different systems, so it's, it's more work than it seems like it would be. Um, I think the overwhelming perception has always been that the um, the exclusives are, are more sought after by fans. And if you're there for work, if you're there for, as a publishing professional, if you're there as a librarian or an educator, you're spending your time furthering your craft uh, and not necessarily staying in line. However, um, as I've heard from Lauren and I've heard from a number of different people, um, you know, they're fans too. And we're all fans, you know, I would love to enter the Funko lottery myself. Um, but, um, I think it's something we need to reevaluate, um, because it, it is a, a common question that we get. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, something that we haven't, uh, that we haven't broached yet. So hopefully in 2019 that, uh, we'll have a better system that can better incorporate everybody who has a badge and not just people who have purchased their badges. Fair enough. And to be, believe it or not, I think 
that's most of the questions that we've got uh, that come in. Actually, we did actually um, ask, uh, have a question just at the, I, I think I skipped this at the top, sorry, but sorry about this, um, regarding uh, cosplay. Uh, this is um, a, a clarification of the rules for cosplay regarding weapons, because I know that it was something that you implemented last year, just checking that that is still something in place um, in terms of um, fake weapons and also guides for any particular cosplays to kind of uh, avoid as such is that something that's still in place uh, at M NYCC this year? Yep, for for admission into the Javits, the policies are uh, are the same um, as they were last year. Nothing new is added. Nothing has been has been taken away or gotten more lenient on. And uh, security and and the weapons policy are uh, one of the few things that I apologize for. Um, our biggest concern is keeping everybody that's at that building safe. So unfortunately, if, if it means me taking away someone's bow and arrow, um, you know, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, I, I do have sympathy, but I, I, you know, it's not a difficult decision for us to make. So um, my, uh, my focus, our focus, our team's focus when we get to the show is making sure that everybody gets into the building in an orderly fashion and is safe. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my answer to that. It makes sense, and I don't think it's anything that you need to apologize for, quite frankly. It's, it's something that makes sense. It's something that needs to, 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 to take place. Speaking of cosplay, is there going to is there a room um, where cosplayers can change? Oh, yeah. Fallon, you take that one. Sure. Uh, so we actually have an entire area for cosplay this year that's dedicated to cosplayers, both ones who are new to cosplay and our vets to cosplay. Um, so there's Cosplay Central, which will have programming and changing rooms in the River Pavilion, which is on the first first floor, or far, sorry, fourth floor. Um, so that'll be the escalators that go up um, in between the two entrances of the show floor for the Javits Center, the two main entrances on the third floor. So um, they'll head right up to the River Pavilion. There will be changing rooms, and we can't stress enough, do not change in the bathroom, change in the changing rooms. <laughs> Thank you. Change. Do not change in the bathroom. Okay, let's, re let's repeat that one more time. Do not change in the bathroom. That okay. is what creates lines to bathrooms. Do not change in bathrooms. Is, is there a cosplay repair? I assume there's going to be a cosplay repair corner up there yeah. too. And Sci-Fi will be back as well. So they usually have a station too that they bring. Okay. They are fantastic. They really do a cracking job of that. Um, and I think to wrap things up, just one more question. This is from Sarita P. Uh, what time will you be letting people into the queue hall? Is a question from her. Same as we've done in the past few years. I believe it's um, it, when our staff is in place between 745 and 8. Um, so that's when we let people into the queue hall. Excellent stuff. And like I say, I think that, yep, I think that is pretty much it for our questions that have come in. Uh, for uh, uh, the people who are watching and also that we've been getting in contact, which is good. We've got everything sorted this year. We usually miss something else. Uh, so it's rather, <laughs> rather handy that we've managed to get uh, everything sorted. But um, I think everyone's looking forward to, uh, I mean, the anticipation for this show is just off the scale this year. It's just, everyone's just really excited, especially when it comes to the activations, especially to the offsite stuff. Uh, Hammerstein and uh, MSG. They're really looking forward to seeing what you bring. Um, I, is there anything that you are particular looking out for uh, checking out at some point this uh, upcoming weekend? 
I have a I have a list. I have a list of things that I want to see. Uh, I I always enjoy. I mean, I'm really into seeing Doctor Who uh, and the response to of the fans to to Jody and to that whole perform the uh, the premiere. Uh, the Walking Dead uh, always um, just. Being there at the beginning when they announce the cast and the cast comes on stage, I just love seeing that audience pop. That's always one of my favorite things to do. Uh, my stroll through Artist Alley to pick up my few uh, prints and books that I need to do. And then I'm excited to spend a little bit of time over at Anime Fest and over at uh, Studio. Uh, those are two things that our team has worked incredibly hard on this year. So uh, it's always fulfilling for myself and for everybody who's worked so hard on them to, uh, to go out there and see the fruits of uh, everyone's collective labor. So that's what I'm pumped for. Cool. And yourself, Fallon, is there anything that uh, you're going to keep keep your eyes open for? Yeah, so I am I love Boy Meets World, so I'm so excited that they're going to be there this year. Um, Corey and Topanga are my OTP, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then also uh, the Twilight. I'm such a Twilight girl, but there's a Twilight anniversary panel that's happening. Um, they haven't announced the guests yet, so I'm really excited to see who's going to be on that. Um, and then as you can see behind me, I have a Loki wall, so also my stroll through Artist Alley to see if I can find any more Loki prints to add to my collection. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, brilliant. Uh, like I say, I think everyone's really excited about this show. And um, I'm looking forward to hopefully having somebody boots on the ground who's going to uh, beam in and uh, kind of give us a bit of a, a live report. It's a shame that I, I, I can't make it again. It's One of these years. Killing, killing me, man. Um, but um, my preparations for uh, MCM uh, this year have kind of taken precedence because, uh, uh, like we've talked already, uh, London is just uh, off the scale uh, for uh, yeah. Comics Village talent uh, for this year. Hopefully, I will impress on the panels enough for Reed Pop to consider flying me over to panel host at <laughs> New York Comic Con in future events. Well, <laughs> that wraps up the program for today, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on an English Minute. Nice segue, Mike. <laughs> Shameless, shameless. Listen, thank shameless. you so, so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. And uh, yeah, have yourself an amazing show, guys. Thank Thanks. you. Best of luck. Wish you guys could be there. Thank for you. Thank you so much. For a safe show, an mm-hmm. event free show. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> a negative event free show. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Touch wood. Here we go. Right, there we go. <laughs> guys, we'll let you get off and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you. Bye, guys. Excellent. Bye, Fallon. Bye, Mike. Bye. Take care. So there we go. Um, if you are heading to New York Comic Con, do keep us informed with what uh, you're getting up to. Uh, share them with us at uh, an Englishman uh, on, in San Diego, Englishman SDCC on the Twitter. Uh, but we'll share with everyone else and uh, let uh, everyone know how you're getting on. Uh, so do keep us informed and uh, spread as many photos as you possibly can because we'll be uh, enjoying the show vicariously through you. Uh, Oh, I know it's killing me. It's absolutely uh, here. I would, uh, you know, after being there for, you know, going to New York kind for, for years, I'm, I'm just, it's like missing San Diego. I know. It, you know, I know. San Diego, oh my God, it's, it's the same thing. Totally different vibe, but, um, oh my. Yeah. Oh my. I mean, I'm for, just, for myself, it's, I mean, this would be year three that I was offered a press badge. And I received a press badge two years ago and last year. I had them mailed to me, and then I wasn't able to go. I wasn't able to get the finances, or things just didn't fall in place. This year was a case of, you know what, guys, give it to somebody who can use it. 
so yeah. no, I, I just, I just, all you, all you can do is just uh, fingers crossed that maybe one day I'll be able to get across. And yeah, I'm looking forward. We to do. Um, I, I know that you've got somebody. Uh, Leonard has got somebody who's on, um, on site who's going to be reporting for you. I know that the forum, um, the blog, FOCC blog, has also got somebody on site who's reporting for us. Um, our editor-in-chief, uh, Kevin Whalen, is going to be there. He's big into the TV stuff, so we'll be getting a lot of panels. Um, he'll be getting a lot of feedback and, and um, updates on shows that are, are coming up through them. Um, yeah. I, anything in particular you've got planned? Um, Englishman has got planned uh, for coverage. Uh, no, at, at this point, I think I'm sending. I think Dan is just going out and just cutting loose. Uh, the, <laughs> well, the thing is, um, as part of the new site, um, basically, I'm giving him his own little corner of the the website. It's the uh, the sandbox, uh, and he can put whatever he likes in there. So he's not being directed at all. He can. Whatever catches his attention, so uh, no, whatever he's up for doing it. So that's cool. Um, I think also something that I want to talk about before we do wrap things up is very quickly talking about uh, CCI and their ramping up of their social media, especially looking forward to um, pre-reg uh, coming up imminently. Um, it is all about the, the comments that have been going out and the, the tweets that have been going out have been about pre-reg and about people getting prepared for pre-reg. I know that the unofficial blog uh, that they um, they had their soothsayer, uh, they had James saying that he felt it was going to happen on the 20th. Uh, but I think with this ramping up, we may be seeing sooner than that. What's been the chatter like on the forum? Uh, and also um, we're, we're kind of really thinking it's going to be on the 13th um, wow, of really October. Soon. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what people are saying. Mike, personally, I'm thinking that they might give, um, an, an additional week, uh, between New York Comic Con and, um, the ticket sales simply so that people, um, staff, CCI staff members who go to New York Comic Con can get a chance to come back and, you know, get a, get things sorted and, um, settled. You know, who knows, but I will say that they have, CCI has been giving us a good 10 days notice. So I think the days of having to wait until Wednesday or Thursday before the weekend to plan are over with. I think that we can get, you know, at least a week's notice um, these days before uh, before we've got to, to clear the books for a Saturday. But all plans during October and November, um, early November, on Saturday, they need to be with that caveat, unless CCI makes a, an announcement. Fair enough. No, it makes sense. Um, we've got Supercat Chick. Anything after the 12th would be fine by me. I just need a paycheck after New York Comic Con. I feel exactly. you. I totally understand that. Um, and that's that that was the second part of what I was trying to say about why I think it's going to be a little bit because yeah, paychecks, you know, sensitivity to us fans, both New York and uh, both Repop and, and CCI are very sensitive to that and uh, and I I see no reason why they wouldn't continue that. Sure. Uh, Dan Berry is also reminding us that Emerald City Comic Con badge sales are soon oh. as well, so that's just around the corner. <laughs> 
all of these cons all of these shows that are taking place speaking of which um in two weeks time um i will only be attending on the sunday but i will be attending the lakes international comics arts festival which is where we'll be bringing the show from on the uh the 16th um let's see what else am i getting up to yeah next week we will be having a preview of that show so we'll hopefully be having uh, guests uh, which will be uh, julie tate uh, and also hopefully one or two of the programming people from the lakes who are going to be joining us next week uh, to talk about that show so to wrap things up thank you very much indeed for joining us today Alyssa. um where can people find you online i know that you're very rarely online now because you, you're just so busy with schoolwork and mm -hmm. getting settled in san diego so mm -hmm. yeah but where can people find you online uh, people, I, my Twitter handle is really not being monitored. If I monitor anything, it's my personal Twitter handle, and you will get some politics on there because of the events of this past period of time. We'll just yeah. go, we'll leave it at that, <laughs> um, regardless. <laughs> so that that is at Alyssa Franks. But my the blog's Twitter handle is at FOCC blog. And that's probably going to be the most active source of communication for us through New York Comic Con. There is obviously going to be a huge presence on the forum. Um, there's a, a large series of threads about events that are be happening um and and hey where can i do this what are you guys up to what about and our exclusives area azt has done a fabulous job i'm sure just like you've done um you know putting together uh all of the exclusives that are going to be there i i have to say i was really kind of laughing at mike armstrong saying that he would love to get a funko ticket did you catch that i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get a funko ticket oh mike <laughs> i know I, so. I, I mean being working with mcm um and finding out that they are almost as in the air as we are <laughs> i can kind of i have every sympathy for uh, for the guys at the end of the day they absolutely give it to the fans so they don't yeah. take many perks for themselves so that's cool no we're looking forward to seeing the coverage on uh, friends of comic-con forum um as for myself and on uh, the new site um we are going to be delaying the launch of the site for a week uh, purely because i have been under the weather i've also had one or two uh, health issues uh, being dealt with here in the house uh, with one or two of my uh, family members and also some technical issues as well so we're just delaying it a little bit, bit. we are doing a, a soft open as of uh, the next couple of days to allow dan to get some stuff up uh, and also get some uh, things posted and just get everything uh, settled but uh, i suspect it's going to be more of a uh, the a doors open and an income complete site being there it's just going to get developed over time but we're going to work on it uh, dan so just oh. posted on the on the chat uh, that emerald city ticket comic-con tickets will go on sale wednesday on the 17th <gasps> october 17th that's that's right smack between the time frame that we're talking about cci tickets so yeah we need that paycheck guys tell just me about it yeah okay putting it out there Cool. <laughs> right so next week then is going to be our preparing show for lakes and then we'll be doing a show from the lakes um and uh, yeah we've got plenty of other guests lined up over the course of the next couple of months so do stick with us and hopefully you'll continue to watch and support us as well um i usually do a post show after show uh, for just for patreon supporters 
that show's not going to be happening today because, well, from here, I've now got to rush off to Leeds bus station to pick up the other half who's coming back from Cardiff. So priorities, unfortunately, that's the way that works. However, I will be doing a broadcast for Patreon supporters in the next couple of days. So uh, if you are a supporter, keep your eye on your inbox and I'll, uh, I'll certainly try and uh, give you a bit of advance warning of when I'll be doing that so we can all come together and have a bit of a chat. Do support us at patreon.com slash EnglishmanSDCC. And of course, you can find us on all the social medias at EnglishmanSDCC. And that is where you'll be able to find the URL when I launch it for the new site in the next couple of days. So there we go. That's Good us. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, back again next week for another Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. From us, from me, from Melissa, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye, guys. Have a nice week.